On this week's episode of Bungalow in the Bus, John and I are hanging out at White Wolf Cafe talking about landmark signs. And the folks over at the Orlando Sentinel are unionizing. Union! Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdecker. And I insist on doing all my own stunts, Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com. What stunts are you doing? <laughs> I, I be stunting. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping things. Jumping over cricks and not stepping on cracks because it'll break your backs. Yeah, and uh, doing high wire acts. Oh, yeah. High on wires. <laughs> Here so, on Bungalow and the Bus, we talk about all the top headlines in Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods, including here Ivan- in Ivanhoe Village, where we are tonight. Yeah, we're at White Wolf Cafe. We are. This is, uh, it's been here for like almost 30 years. It's sort of a staple here in Orlando. There's pieces of things in here that are from the old uh, city hall that got blown up. Yeah, and we're, we're sitting next to a, a review of White Wolf from none other than Scott Joseph of the Orlando Sentinel, although that's about... 20 years old, probably, that, that Says, article. Night of the White Wolf. Bohemian Cafe is a great place to meet friends. I think that holds up. Snooze, snoozy title, though, Scott Joseph. <laughs> but, but, yeah, if, you, if you've never been here, it is sort of an Orlando staple. They do great breakfast and brunch and dinner. And so we're actually here for dinner tonight and hanging out. Yeah, we just had uh, some of their portobello French fries. It's literally like sliced portobello mushrooms that they put in like a tempura batter or something yep. and fried up. And uh, a really great flatbread. It is a good flatbread. I've always thought flatbreads could be a uh, Orlando food, like a like a signature food. It's turkey legs. Turkey I legs know. or die. I know. That's all I got to say. I, I really want to do a turkey leg event, John. I know you do. One I know. Day. Can we do it before you run away and leave me? Sure. Sure. Excellent. But yeah, uh, if uh, we're going to be here all night hanging out. We're going to be getting some more food. We'll talk about that a little bit later. John, crazy things have happened. Busy week. Really busy week. What's busy week. It, what has your week been like? What have you been doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> well, not No, true. I've been busy. I've been, we've been prepping. I work at the sheriff's office. That's my day job at the Orange Mark. County Sheriff's Office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, we've been prepping for this Make-A-Wish Foundation event that we're doing. Because uh, nobody can say no to a sick kid. It's true. It's true. As you shouldn't, though. No. I would, though. <laughs> so this, this they, they boy. Need to know. They need to hear no sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you tell them that. I, won't, I would never. <laughs> <laughs> this boy, his name is Gage. He's becoming a superhero robot. And we're gonna help him help him become a, a robot and superhero. He's gonna fight evil and put he's out fires, stopping bank robberies. And so this has actually happened Thursday. We're recording Wednesday night, so it's happening tomorrow. Uh, I don't know how it's gonna go, but hopefully it goes well. <laughs> ah, he's a kid; he can't go bad. It's true. gonna be fun. Just touching, you know, truck sirens and stuff will be enough. It, it's true. It's true. So this is he, his wish. So like he literally, they asked him what he wanted. And he said, "I want to fight crime." He did. He wants to be a superhero. So we're making him a superhero for the I day. I love yeah, it. So that should be up online, and and you'll see it around town in the next few days. Here, I uh, I'm not doing anything as selfless as that. I no, I think that's so cool that you guys are doing that. I just, what a cool thing to do. Yeah, Put the manpower be behind that. It's probably uplifting for the troops and stuff, too, to, like, be a part of that. Like I think so. I think when day. you see, you know, you know, kids being excited or this kid will be excited that he's getting to do all these cool things, I'm sure it'll be fun. Yeah, nobody's going to get, like, a. they're not giving up parking tickets for a day. You're, like, helping a dream come true. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's a beautiful well, thing. Well, we got but. a lot of deputies, so maybe they're... 
on the I don't side. think they do that, though. <laughs> uh, I went to Sanford Porch Fest on Saturday. You did. I saw the photos. John, it was really cool. I've, I've never been to that. My mom was in town this weekend. Hey, Mom. Uh, she's gone now, but uh, we ended up going <laughs> to the died? Tigers game. No, she's not. She, she didn't die. No, no. She's... she's was her wish to see you? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she went home back to Michigan, but we were in uh, Lakeland because we went to go see the Detroit Tigers play spring training. Oh, okay. But you were at Porch Fest. I was uh, watching Eugene Snowden rock, literally rock a house down the, the patio was like shaking. Really? When the porches is shaking. Some of those houses in Sanford are kind of old. So but beautiful. And beautiful those, houses. They have like two-story giant old historic homes for oh, like yeah. $300,000. I there. almost bought a house up there yeah. like five years ago. I should have. We were uh, walking through. So literally it's like a it's a progressive concert. You the, there's And they happen on people's porches <laughs> and you just walk from porch to porch and they have food trucks and clo- you know some intersections are closed and there were 30,000 people there. Oh, yeah. It's year three, and I think it's just grown every single year. I want it in Orlando. Well, I want to steal it from Sanford? Uh, no, I want to tell them. I want to work with those people and bring it here. I, I would love to see it. What neighborhood do you think we could do it in? You would have to do it in Lake Eola Heights downtown, really. I you mean, so? Or Thornton I, Park? Yeah, I just yeah, Thornton Park would work, too. Be like Where I live in College Park, there's just I don't think there's these grand porches like you yeah. need. You need to have these big porches. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what I can do. Okay, John. you see what you can do. I see what I can do. I and also it, went on the Winter Park Scenic Boat Tour, and I've been a number of times. I love but it. this was a good one because it was kind of cloudy, a little chilly. But it was just great. I went on Sunday and uh, it was up a with lot your of fun. Mom on a boat. It's true. We got front row seats and I got to that. see all the your lakes. Your mom loves you so much. Yeah, Tom. we had a good time. You're a good son. I uh, we went and hung out with the real radio kids after the porch fest. We we walked over to they have a theater there. Theater West End, I think it's yeah, called. Beautiful theater. I've never been. I know it's new. It's kind of small and. They had some financial issues there for a little oh, okay. bit because they were on the cusp of closing. But I think they got it all worked out. I liked it. They, I like that it's surrounded by cool little shops. And we watched Trailer Park the musical. I've seen that. Yeah. It's been a long time, but I've seen it. Nicole Dupre brought us there from Dupre.today. Uh, she, she rallied the troops. So we were there with Jack Bradshaw, uh, Ross Paget and his girlfriend, Deb and her man. And it was super cool. I thought- I thought Ross was. Oh wait, is he not married? No. Oh, okay. Everybody wants well, him maybe to be. he should propose. No pressure. All Gosh, right. you straight people just. I'm get just saying. Pushed into things. I'm just saying. <laughs> Can I talk? A, a Got to put political? a ring on it. That's what Beyonce says, right? <laughs> and whatever Beyonce says goes. <laughs> can we? Can I get a little political with you? I guess. Okay. So we don't normally talk politics, but after we saw the show, everybody was a little tipsy. <laughs> and we went, as as you would imagine, and we went next door to this little pizzeria, and I wrote a little short story about it on on Brendan O'Connor dot me uh-huh. personal blog, and and just because I was trying to process what happened, but there was a woman there, really nice Hispanic, with a very quiet, uh, very white man who he didn't want to talk to me. I was wearing pink pants, so I didn't blame him, but she was very engaged. She kind of knew who we were, and she wanted to talk to us about Porch Fest, and she was having a blast. But a couple of our group members got really sauced and started talking about politics, because that night we heard about the results, uh, the Bernie, what was that, Nevada? 
Yes, that was Nevada. That was the the caucuses. So those results came in, and of course everybody starts talking about who should win what. But our group, which was pretty liberal, pretty leftist, yeah, got in a shouting match with each other. Oh no! About who's like the best leftist candidate? All right, right. that's never a good idea. No, in public. After drinking. No, especially when people kind of know who you are, too, right? Yeah. So I wasn't saying anything. Totally okay to have opinion. Don't get me wrong. No. My man is, like, feeling the burn like nobody has ever felt the burn uh-huh. before, right? Uh, and he was getting, like, violently upset with some of the things these people were saying. And then right when I – and I don't care. I'm just going to vote <laughs> for whoever wins, right? That's, I'm not really invested yeah. in the first part. Okay. <laughs> it's just me. Plus, you know, early vo- or voting's coming up here. The primaries are coming up here in Florida. They are. March 14th, I think. So great. Okay. (laughs) But while everybody's fighting amongst themselves, I noticed that the white guy leaves and the Hispanic lady looks a little upset. And then right when there was like a lull in the conversation, she leans forward and she goes, Trump, uh, Nieve Nieve. How do you say 20? Something like that. Yes. Trump 2020, but in Spanish, Uh gets up very dignified, very strong, and then walks away. All right. And... uh, (laughs) And one of the people we were with was like, yeah, blank that guy, right? Because she didn't, she misunderstood what the lady was saying. And I was like, no, man. She's saying, well, we're all fighting amongst ourselves. The other side's just rallying behind their candidate. Yeah. It was just really interesting. So I, uh, I've just been meditating on it. Okay. That. Just meditating on it. If you want right. to read my little story, go to brendanoconnor.me and you can read I love what, it. what I thought about it. Um, do you want to get in some new stuff? Yeah, let's do it. Right. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Orlando Sentinel. It's a newspaper. It's a newspaper. Here in Orlando. Yeah. Hopefully. My former employer. Former employer. There's a lot of, lot of feelings, a lot of connections. Yeah. There. You, you kind of tipped me off about this, that this was happening. This, so uh, I was actually walking into work and I was sort of looking on Twitter, seeing what was happening. And I noticed that. Twitter was blowing up. Was blowing up. And so what I had noticed is that the, the, the staff at the Orlando Sentinel at least more than three-fourths of them 80 percent 78 have agreed to start a union there uh, a guild they call it the yeah, sentinel the guild sentinel guild and so uh what this is is you know they sort of rallied everybody who's behind it and they got them to sign on to wanting to start this but right now if i'm not mistaken they're kind of in the process yeah so they are petitioning the national labor board relation national labor's relations board to be recognized, but they also are asking uh, Tribune Publishing, their parent company, to recognize their desire to have. Yes, and I don't. Un- I don't understand that process. I don't know mm. what you have to do. I know they have been working on this for a while. Yeah, uh, it, just to get the word out to to your people that are working there, you have to talk to them and get them on board. But uh, I understand a lot of it has to do with you know working conditions. Not that they're you know they're not like you know digging mines or anything. Well, they went but- from. 300 employees, employees to before nine. I got there. So I right. worked there from 2010 to 2015. Probably in about 05, 06, 07, they had about 300 employees. Wow. Uh, I know in 08 there was a, a big purge of people. And then when I got there, you know, there was a big staff, but not like it was years and years and years ago, like most newspapers. And so I think now they're they're getting to a point where they just sort of see what's happening out there and they want to have a way to react to it in case it happens at, at their place of business. Because right now they are owned by Tribune, but they're supposedly going to get bought out by another uh, 
private equity firm, I believe. They are, and there's also Alden Global Capital. That's who it is. Who is actually, they're already a majority stakeholder. And they've gutted other newspapers. When I say gutted, they figure out what makes money, what doesn't. They get rid of people, and they just give a, uh, they leave a skeleton staff. And they're known for that. They're very well known for that. And they have a... uh, a name. The Washington Post wrote a great article. We linked to it in our in our story. Uh, they're called the Destroyer of no- Newspapers. Okay, the Destroyer of <laughs> Newspapers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And so the the reporters and writers and write- folks at the Sentinel are hoping that as a collectively they can um, bargain. So here's and, and, my question, John. Okay, and I don't know if you can answer it. And once again, I'm not a, a law. I'm not an expert or on, a union, on this. Right? A union yeah, expert. expert. How does a having a union stop that from happening? So I here's what I'll here's what I know. But once again, I could get this right. wrong because we're in a right to work state. True, but you, which means they could just be let go just for existing. You can, but but the way the union would work is you would collectively uh, uh, either bargain raises and and days off and things like that. You also have to work as a as a collective unit. So if if whoever company owns them in five in two years will say says you know what we're gonna lay off we need to lay off ten people right and then as a union as long together they could say well that's not acceptable um, if you lay off ten of us all of us are gonna strike or we're not gonna work today or we're gonna call in so so that's what they believe they have the power in numbers say, well, we're just not all going to come to work for two weeks. But could they like, try to put out a paper without 78% of us? But can't they just say then, well, you're all fired? They could. And but, then they just fire but now all you have people. advertisers. Imagine if this happened with Bung- well, Bungalow is just you and, and a few people. But if you had an entire staff of people that aren't putting out content, what do you think is going to happen when I get my paper and there's nothing in it that's local? Am I going to say, wait a minute, why am I paying for this? I'm going to cancel my subscription. And now I got advertisers who are barking at me. You know, how come the paper has nothing in it? Nobody wants this. Okay, so just devil's advocate, okay. right? So then, but they own other newspapers, right? And yes, it's not all local if they immediately subbed in. Like they could just tell some of these other local yep. Orlando adjacent papers. But they're, none of them are close. I yeah. mean, the closest okay. one is Sun Sentinel, I'll say. So, yeah, you could theoretically have people come up here and say, well, you got to go work up there while we're, while we're dealing with this. Right. It's just, like I said, as a, as a collective unit, you can put pressure on management to do things to help. Um, I hope it works. I mean, I do, too. I mean, I, like I said, I worked there for five yeah. years, and, you know, I saw what happened in newsrooms. I mean, every year there was layoffs, and there was you know asking more to do with less you can't you can't have a functioning world class city without a, a local paper i agree and no, I, I agree i was actually shocked by the amount after we shared this i thought most of our readers would be kind of like happy that it was happening or something you know uh-huh. incensed about saving the paper and local news Man, like there was some hate. Really? Yeah, just about like newspapers in general. Well, it, that's. I mean, those are folks that I don't think you're ever going to make happy. Like they just they they hate the idea of you know the liberal right. news and right. so anything that is a is is a negative to them, they're cheering it on. I mean, there's a lot of people like that. So the demise of it, it doesn't affect them. Which but, is I funny. Mean, like we're pretty liberal. Bungalower. Yeah, not like on purpose. We're. 
I guess but you not. don't really cover politics. We don't cover politics. We don't cover crime, and it's really and it's just like who, what, where, when, why. Posts. Exactly, and so you yeah. can stay a lot more neutral. I mean, granted, there's probably things you write about that might be considered more fun to liberal people. I don't know, but like the coverage you do probably it's not. Plus, yeah, you I don't really you. put opinions out there. No, generally, generally, yeah. Sometimes yeah. it comes through in like a funny gif or something. Uh-huh. Gif, I guess we'd have to say. Yeah. Uh, so no. Anyway, more power to them. I hope they do well. I hope it works out. You know, I I see that other side where you know if you're as a group, you have to work together. Though I mean, if if management says we're laying off ten and your side doesn't think that's acceptable, right. if you want to strike or walk out, you got to do that as a group. Which also means you might not get paid for a little while. So can you do that? I mean, that that's tough when you have a mortgage and kids and family and so. Like I said, I, I hope it works out because this isn't unique to Orlando. I mean, there's a lot of writers' guilds all around the country. It's just new here in Orlando. Which is crazy to me because this has been an ongoing issue. Florida right? in the South is not known to have uh, unions and, and things like this. And so it's it's a little less that? common here. We just want to go to the beach? It's <laughs> too hot for unions. No, it's just it, it's Southern. It's just not a thing down South. I kind of got messed over by my union at Disney when I was let go I was the only person at the restaurant who I was a seasonal employee and even though I was paying dues for the union like you kind of had to yeah uh, I was not entitled to a union rep because I was seasonal really isn't that crazy that is crazy yeah so I was the only one that was like oh everybody else had a union rep and they uh-huh. were all fine uh-huh <laughs> mm-hmm. so you know make sure that union shows up for you we'll see what happens with all that I'll be curious to, to watch it I got another one maybe people aren't gonna be excited about this but let's see signs so- I love signs I do too <laughs> I saw them he's <laughs> <laughs> a base I get it thank you thank you uh I like seeing them. I like knowing they're there. I like seeing old signs. The issue is, John, when when a when a place closes, like a paint store, like a paint store, but the sign remains. We have a community feel that of ownership towards those signs because we're used to seeing them, sort right? of, and until we just say, "Well, we don't want this. We'll throw it away," and then it goes away. Should we be saving these signs? Are you should, asking me? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, no, I think we should. But like in place or taking them away and putting them somewhere? I guess I guess it depends. So so we should probably say what we're talking about so here. So we're talking about the Porter Paint Space. It opened in the, what, 65? Or no, 56. Old. Old. On Colonial, near uh, near Lake Eola Heights. Summerlin and, and Colonial. Uh, and it was deemed, I guess, remarkable. And I, it, so... I never thought. I mean, it's a cool sign. I never thought it was that crazy. So, like in Canada, we'd call it culturally significant because it was linked to a good designer, somebody who had ties, who did other like big things around town, and, and the architect. Uh, but since it was done so early, it's way bigger than whatever code would ever allow to happen nowadays. Right? Yeah, no way you could put that on a building now. No way. Freak out. And actually. In fact, they started this thing. It's called a landmark uh, sign registry. And if it's on the registry, code enforcement can't go after you because they're recognizing that that sign was put up before 1965, and now we just like seeing it. And there's only like a few left, right? There's, 
Dude, there was three counting Porter Paints. Okay. So Domino's has moved in now to this old Porter Paints, and they removed it from the registry because they just want to cover it up because they don't want to have to have two signs, two different business signs on their place of business. Yeah, which makes sense if you're Domino's. Yeah, I guess. Right? I mean, if yeah. I'm Domino's, I don't want people to think I'm Porter Paints. They have a Domino sign up. You know it's a pizza place. Like, we know what it is. I like, know. I think you could leave it up and call it a day. I, if I owned it, I probably wouldn't leave it up. But rather than just taking it down. Which is nice of them. They've wrapped it in a vinyl thing that makes it look like fake brick. <laughs> not smart. Um, but I like the idea. that impulse, At least they're not knocking it down. No, exactly. And they want to protect it because they, they're they even saying in the future, if we're not in this building, the next tenant could possibly use this. Yeah. And, and unveil it. and Just like Wally's in with the windows <laughs> in his head, right? I, I was thinking about this this morning, actually, for okay. some reason. I think I, I read it in the, in the Sentinel today because I think it was in there. I was thinking like 100 years from now, you know, when when... When they're uncovering this building or they're like <laughs> some new business has been in there for 50 years yeah. and somebody just like tears it and they're like, oh my gosh, there's like this other thing completely <laughs> underneath this fake brick that we had no idea. I feel like that happens all the time with old buildings. They yeah. There's like a, a, a drop ceiling and then somebody takes the drop ceiling like, oh my gosh, there's frescoes up there. <laughs> and like, why would anybody cover this thing up? And that's what's going to happen in 100 years. Somebody's going to be like, why would anybody cover this thing up? Because it's cool. It's like this enamel. It's pretty. It's orange. It's bright. It's vibrant. It's recognizable. Um, but... It doesn't afford any protection other than just saying that you can't get in trouble with code enforcement. The only two signs that are left on that list are the Plaza Live rotating globe sign and uh, the Publix. Yeah, the Publix sign in, in College Park. Park. Every, all the other ones are gone. There was two other ones. There was the, the cross, the God right. is Love cross, which was on the Orlando Rescue Mission. That's been taken away. Right. And there was one other one that I can't remember it. But it had also been taken away. Yeah, I don't have it here either. Um, and I've, we've written about it previously. And I made a mistake. I thought I was saying clearly that there are other signs that deserve to be on the list. I messed it up and I made it look like they were on the list. Uh, the ice cold auto air sign should have been on that list. Which was just trashed. Yeah, gone. Because nobody wanted it. But that's what happens to these signs. Oh, fair, fair winds. Uh, Baldwin Fairwinds. Oh yeah, uh, funeral home. Funeral that home. that was on the list, but it wasn't. Pre- so it's on this list that like you can't get in trouble for it. But there's nothing to protect these signs that we've said should be protected, and so like all of those signs have just fallen apart. Nobody's looking after them, and when they're offered to institutions like the Orange County Regional History Center or the Morse Museum that have sign collections, they ultimately just say no because they're going to fall apart. And those, there's it's not worth preserving which to me is incorrect i think it's also sad that like if you were to think of cool signs now there's not a ton of them like new ones like the bruno bagel one that one's pretty cool cool. the uh paramount building just put up a neat build a neat sign like you're seeing this need now with new businesses and building owners to put up cool signs that are like are reminiscent of old ones but what about these old ones that we already have we should we should save yeah. them. Let's go to break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about a time capsule and ghost kitchens. Are there ghosts in the time capsule? I'll tell you all about it. This is Chris from the Orange County Library System to tell you about these three things. Marvel at contributions of some amazing women in history with trivia and activities. 
Wonder Women will be at our South Trail Branch on March 3rd. Presidential preference primary election early voting is taking place at several of our locations March 2nd through March 17th. For more information, visit ocfelections.com slash early voting. Let's Speak Spanish will be at our South Creek branch on March 5th. You'll learn basic Spanish, including days of the week, months, numbers, as well as the alphabet and the beginning of conjugating verbs. Learn about these three things and much more at OCLS.info or call 407-835-7323. That's OCLS.info or call 407-835-7323. Orange County Library System is your place to learn, grow, connect. Welcome back to Bungalow and the Bus. I am the bus, John Busdecker. And I'm that drunk mailman that woke up on your couch and never left, and you started calling him Uncle, Brendan O'Connor. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Brendan, we are hanging out here at White Wolf Cafe here in Ivanhoe Village. An Ivanhoe Village institution, John. That's true. It's been here for almost 30 years. And it's full of like little... Orlando artifacts. It's true. It looks a little bit like an antique shop in here. Yeah. And, it, and I like it. They actually used to sell antiques out of here. Really? You can actually buy some of these lamps that are hanging around. Oh, nice. Yeah. But yeah, we just had we just finished uh, uh, some salmon tartare. So good. Super good. That was crazy good. We had a, a burger with blue cheese and, and tobacco onions. Yeah, they couldn't tell us why they're called that, but I didn't care because they were good. They were smoking good. Crispy. They were like crispy onions. Yeah, so we're, you know, all kinds of food, all kinds of fun here. Brunch is really good here too. Good people-friendly food, nothing crazy. This is where you would take your, your grandma to maybe come have... Some good food. Yeah, I've seen a couple grandmas around here. I think that's okay. Sometimes you need a grandma spot. Yeah, where else you can take your grandma? You don't want to take her to somewhere that has stuff you, she can't pronounce. Yeah, Rachel's? You can't go there. <laughs> well, you got no. steak there. That's easy to pronounce. <laughs> oh, you can, John? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> anyway, uh, here on Bungalow on the Bus, we talk about all things downtown Orlando and the surrounding neighborhoods, and we talk about things that are on bungalower.com. And if you're not following Bungalower at all social media is related to it you're missing out yeah hurry up let's yeah, see what, so what are you waiting for why uh why do you hate how, how learning many instagram things? followers you got i think we're at thirty-seven thousand. Oh wow yeah all right i made that up but we're up there let's get a million sure <laughs> <laughs> one day one day one day one million all i need is justin bieber to do a takeover okay and we'll be good to have go you, have you asked him to do a takeover no i haven't asked him because i don't trust them Kind of looks like he belongs in a mugshot lately. <laughs> Have you noticed that? <laughs> Justin Bieber. I can't say anything bad about him because he's Canadian. Yeah, you can. No, no. Oh. Nothing bad about my, my country. Nothing? No, just in case I need to. How about uh, Don Cherry? Can you say anything bad about him? I can't because I like his suits. He's a snazzy dresser. Did you? Speaking of hockey, <laughs> did you hear about this Zamboni? The Zamboni yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Do you, do totally you want... not related to Orlando, but yeah, this 42-year-old guy. 45. I thought he was 42. Maybe anyway, 42. He was in his 40s. Okay. He was the emergency backup goalie for, was it Calgary? Uh, Somewhere. I don't yeah. remember where. 
He was like the guy. Not the Leafs. The, it was Leafs versus someone else. I feel like it was an American yeah. team. Yeah. Anyway, he was like the guy that isn't even supposed to go in unless like catastrophe there's happens. Two, so they have two backup goalies, and then there's this emergency goalie, uh-huh. which all arenas have to have like on hand. I didn't know that. It's like a league rule. I feel like you just forfeit if you if you got three goalies that no. are out. Game must go on. Huh. And so, but since he's there all the time, I guess he's also the Zamboni driver. Yeah. And so he was scheduled to be the Zamboni driver, and then I guess he got two phone calls and said, "Just show up. You're gonna. We're putting you on the <laughs> ice tonight." And he he blocked eight out of ten shots, and they won. And they, I think they won. won six to three. I think and everybody fell in love with him. Yes, there are country songs out right now about <laughs> him. Uh, they are selling shirts that say Zamboni on them. Like he is the man. I hope he gets signed. Uh, totally unrelated to Orlando. <laughs> it is. It That's is okay. Uh, let's talk about something boring, like a bakery. A bakery. A bakery. I love bakery. <laughs> it's called Makatos. Oh, I. So I know all about this because a lot of people where I work, uh, they go there because oh. they have great coffees and great pastries and all kinds of great downtown. Stuff. Or are they going to no, another? No, there's one? there's there's like three or four locations. Okay. Yeah, I've been to I've been to the one I think on Lake Underhill or somewhere off of Lake Underhill. It's Colombian, yeah. So it's like good Colombian coffee. This one's at Twenty North Orange Avenue in the bottom floor of what used to be the Wells Fargo building, Morgan and Morgan's building, Morgan, Morgan. Yeah, and uh, they added a, a cool retail strip to that yeah. right across from Wall Street Plaza. You can get pastries, baked goods, fried goods, and and I have not heard. One bad thing said about this place. I, I mean, sometimes you just need like a, a a pastry to pick you up in the afternoon, don't you think? What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> Pillsbury Doughboy. Um, do you want a job, John? But real quick, though. I mean, okay. I, I love that there's more coffee spots downtown. When I used to work downtown, there's not a ton. I mean, there's Starbucks. Uh, yeah. There's Credo on the way other end. No, where? Uh, North oh, in North Quarter? Yeah. Craft uh, and Common. True. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, deeply Coffee. There's more than there used like to be deeply. two years ago. And there's like a little French place. Yes. Over and by And then the Great Jimmy Harvest Hula's. place open too. All right. I stand corrected. Itself, there's yeah. like a million coffee places we now. We have more. When you look at like other cities. Oh, yeah. You have like one on every block. But right? there's more than there were two years ago. So that's great. We have some pretty quality ones though too. They're yes. not just like in-betweeners. Yeah. So Starbucks better step up. Yeah, sometimes some, but people like Starbucks. They do. Uh, WMFE and WUSF in Tampa are co-hiring a journalist for this new I four votes thing that they're. I doing. saw it. The, the title's like community engager or something. Yeah, or... community engagement lead. And so they're going to help both newsrooms engage with voters and non-voters along the I-4 corridor I love it. in between Tampa and Orlando. What's it pay? <laughs> uh, 22 to 26 bucks an hour. Oh, all right. 40 hours a week. Okay. Why can't uh, they just put a salary in there? <laughs> I, I know. Don't make me do the math. And they minimum qualifications include a bachelor's degree in journalism or communications and two years of experience. Yeah, fifty four right. grand. Yeah, that's not bad. Mid fifties. More not than bad I for make. A reporter. Maybe I'll do it. You should. Yeah, I should do it. Hey, Matthew Petty, <laughs> you're not listening. Brendan Bird. Yeah, <laughs> they're not listening. You can be a reference. I'll be a reference. Wonder, okay. You have radio experience. I do have radio you have experience. Almost three years. I got some basic video experience uh, on yeah, my cell phone. We have the third best podcast in Orlando. I think we won best according to some. Listenerships. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Someone gave us a best. We got a best of. We won our first best. 
Or did we get third? I think we got third. Oh, and I got inflated. Yeah. I was excited. So <laughs> check that out. If you want more information, just type WUCFI4 into Bungalore's search bar on bungalore.com. Uh, this is kind of boring, but I want to talk about it. The Advent Health Winter Park Campus. They're renovating their campus. They're building. They discovered a time capsule oh, that they didn't know was there. This is the haunted one we talked about earlier. <laughs> but not haunted. Is it? No, How do you, you know? Have they opened it? There's a ghost thing we're going to talk about in a couple seconds. But they did open this time capsule. Oh, they did? They did. And what they found was... Uh, very damaged newspaper clippings. And Usually the case from 1950, and it was literally. Is that like, it? That's it. That's all they found. So boring. How do you not put something better in there? Well, you know, don't you? Always, I always people. find it interesting with time capsules because they always sort of discover them a lot of times just randomly because like somebody didn't keep track of it 50 years ago. Well, why don't they put a little pillar on top that says time capsule sometimes here? Sometimes they do. Sometimes right. they do. But sometimes they don't. <laughs> and then they excavate a building and they're like, "Oh wait, there's a time capsule here." I just wish like somebody would leave a note like, "Hey, <laughs> in 100 years or like or like when the manager quits." Yeah. Like the next manager like, "Here, here's an envelope." Um, you can like post open this <laughs> open this 50 you, years from now. <laughs> post date a, a letter. Yeah. Like they did in P.S. I Love You. Uh-huh. And then it gets mailed out in like 20 years. Well, this is what happened in Back to the Future 3, I think. Oh, that yeah. They wrote a letter from the past and it arrived in the future. Perfect. Yeah. Well, that's what we need to do. Let's do it. But, but going back to the inside <laughs> of this thing, uh, this happens all the time where they bury these things. And then when they open them, they're just mush. Yeah. Because somebody put a book in there <laughs> and then... Hey, it rains in Florida all the time. Yeah, you need to have like a hermetically sealed, yeah, like vacuum pack that stuff. Like metal in there. Put like something <laughs> that's not going to melt. Wax seal it. What did they do back in the olden days? I don't know. Salt it. I don't know. I do love a good time capsule though. What if it's like surrounded in rice? <laughs> like a phone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just just rice. I love that. I love the idea of time capsules. They, they just never impress yeah. me when they're open though. That's kind of what I want to be buried in. When I a die, just put me in a time capsule. You'll be all mush when you <laughs> wake up. Well, I'll be vacuum packed. You can vacuum pack my body. I thought you wanted a mushroom suit. Oh, I do want that too. Uh-huh. I you can't be bold. Things. You got to pick. Oh, that's true. I choose mushroom suit. You're right. right. Thank you I'll, very much. I'll take time capsule. Thank you. If you want to see pictures <laughs> of what they found in the time capsule, just type <laughs> Advent Health Winter Park into bungalore.com. Just put a newspaper and some water and Dude. see what happens. <laughs> There was one, there was a cli- newspaper clipping, and it was like, Winter Park residents vote to extend Lee Road eastward. Oh. Th- that was, you know, interesting. Didn't they have one when they with the Confederate statue? Wasn't there one there, and they did like a big reveal? Yeah, and yeah. I don't, what was in that one? Uh, Confederate dollars. Uh-huh. Newspaper really, clippings. Really holding up that Confederate. Flags. Really have pride in that. We actually, I have an old postcard that I found at the History Center that had that uh, a picture of that statue oh. in its original location, and that was like an Orlando postcard. Okay, I believe that. Of the Johnny Reb statue. Uh, Jimmy Hula's. Do you ever go to Jimmy Hula's? I do. We went there not too long ago, you, me, and Scotty. We got oh. dinner after a show. They're so nice. They are. Uh, we're kind of friends with Zach, and he he spilt the tea the other day because he invited me over to take a picture of their new food truck. Every every location now in Central Florida is going to have a corresponding food truck. Really? And they're fancy, John. 
Like, they're going to have... Because they do a lot of catering business. So they just bring the truck to the event? Yeah. Instead of having to do tents now, they can just go park these fancy trucks. That makes it easier. They have televisions on the side, outdoor speakers, so they can do music. So it's really fun. It's like a party bus with a food truck inside. Yeah. Filled with tacos. Sounds great. They should do that. They should mix food (laughs) trucks with party buses. So when they take you around to all these places on your bachelorette party, you can have tacos while you're... Drinking. Why are we so smart, John? Why are we so, that was your idea, but I'm going to claim That's that. all right. Now Delicious. it's everybody's what? idea. I always do this. <laughs> You're so bad at yourself. Five right? years from now, you got some mega millionaire because <laughs> he invented the party food bus. K. Rollins out there. <laughs> the next K. Rollins. Uh, but while I was there taking pictures of the truck, which if you want to see it, go to our, our Instagram at Orlando Bungalower. We he told me that they actually just secured a building behind Whippoorwill and Milk District. Yeah, it's the dome one. It used to be a bakery. Really? Yeah, it's covered in like a yellow insulation foam. Asbestos. Weird. No. <laughs> could be, man. I don't know. It's weird looking. It's old. It looks like a bunker. Uh, and there, it's going to be a ghost kitchen. Are you familiar with ghost kitchens? Yes, I am. It's like haunted. Del- deliver- no, no, <laughs> no ghosts. I'm not familiar then. <laughs> ghosts of things you didn't do well. Uh, it's it's like delivery only s- restaurant. Yeah, it's so a you kitchen where they there. make stuff, but they don't really have like a, a storefront or anything. Yeah, you can't go eat there. It's just, but it's like one big kitchen. And they make a bunch of stuff, and so they're coming up with really fun concepts, like a fried chicken place. Uh, pizza. They're going to do all these things out of that one kitchen, and it's also a commissary kitchen for their food trucks. And I love that idea. Yeah, that's good. And and Jimmy Hula's is a local chain, or yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Winter Park based. Winter Parkers through and through. They have good tacos. I like their tacos I there. Do. I like their bowls. So uh, keep your eye on that. I like the idea of coast of ghost kitchens. Uh, It'd be cool if there was also like a tasting window. Or It'd be something nice if too. you could just like roll up and be like, "I want some chicken," yeah. and not have to order it on a phone, right? Yeah, and be have like, a, "Meet me by the telephone pole, I right by the building here." <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, we also have the results on the county transportation study. What's the number one thing they want? Snore. Mass transit, right? Mass transit and to repair existing roads. Was they did a survey? I don't think our roads are that bad. Eh, but we need context. So okay. Mayor, <laughs> Mayor Demings announced that he wants to pursue the transportation sales tax referendum in November. Penny sales tax, Penny right? Penny sales tax could fund our could fund this whole initiative. We have the lowest sales tax of any county in Orange County than any county around us, and we're like the most trafficked. Yeah, ours is like what is our five and a half percent, and they want to bring it to six or something, six yes. and a half. Okay. And that I think so, something like that. And that would generate this penny sales tax would generate five hundred and ninety-six million dollars a year. A year, a year, fifty a year. over fifty percent of that being uh, paid by tourists and non-residents. Yeah, they don't care. They're spending money like it's going out of style, right? And so that money, like again, we talk about this all the time. Recently, Billy Hadaway, our transportation director here at the city, has a two million dollar budget a year for transportation. Yes. <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you can't do anything with $2 million. No. I could do a lot with $2 million. Yeah, but just not, you. Not for a road. It probably doesn't even pay for, like, restriping. Oh, you could you could pave your road in I front could, of your house. I could. <laughs> I'll do it anyway <laughs> with, with pasta. <laughs> um, so they did a survey that 11,000 people took part in, and the results say that they want... <laughs> 
get this. <laughs> These are like super basic things. Orange County needs, according to the survey, everybody wants to. You want better roads or worse roads? <laughs> better. <laughs> well, those are the questions. <laughs> Basically. Do you want more traffic or less traffic? Do you want more sunrail or less sunrail? <laughs> and like more sunrail. Uh, do you want. And actually, this was interesting to widen existing roads. Really? Which. Like I'll for tell you, bigger cars, or I assume they mean more lanes. Yeah, but statistically, it just don't means work, more cars. Right? Yeah, wider roads mean more cars. It doesn't mean you go anywhere faster. So, just so you know, statistically, scientifically speaking, yeah, I went to school for this, Orlando. Oh yeah, you did. You don't want wider roads. Uh-uh. Um, and then they also address things for links, like a list of priorities and for I, think, I mean, that's we've talked about this. That's the biggest issue I think is the the underfunding of the bus system. Because we don't fund it properly. Yes. And you can't you can't really rely on it. Because if you miss a bus, you gotta wait like what? Thirty minutes, forty five minutes? There's no dedicated funding for links. No. Right? So through this penny sales tax, it would revolutionize. I, I mean, I, I, as I said, I think we've said this before, it's not sexy to fund the bus system, but it's reliable and you can do it. If you do it right, and, and people will ride it if they know that, oh, man, I missed this bus, but if yeah. I wait 10 more minutes, there's another one coming, all right, no big deal, and, and I can get there on time. It needs to be more convenient to take public transit than to drive yourself. Exactly. And right now it's not, or, which is why people or, don't take it. Or not necessarily more convenient, but not so inconvenient <laughs> that it's not worth it. And so, yeah, if I take a bus and it takes me 45 minutes instead of 30 minutes in a car, that's fine, but when it takes an hour and a half compared to a half hour, that's yeah. not fine. Case in point, Universal Studios, when I worked at Hard Rock, I had to take, it would take like an hour and a half to go from my house in Mills 50 yeah. to Universal Studios, like that's, and that's, that's a 15-minute drive. Practical. No. No. And then if you, and then if you miss the last bus... Because you're serving. You're sleeping at Universal. You have to take a line, and that's or <laughs> whatever you got to do to get here. Huh. Uh, so this is supposed to, but right now they're still debating whether or not this is even going to go on the ballot yes. in November. So, so this the was county a big has to week. talk about it. Yeah, this was just the results to see if people were into it. And they've been yes, doing forums into it. and all kinds of stuff. That's they do. Good. Let's. Well, know. that's part of generating interest in it. I don't think it's to generate interest. I think it's to be able to prove to the public we asked you and you said we wanted this because uh-huh. that way nobody gets upset a year later when they're paying a penny more it's also constantly keeping it as a reminder to news outlets too like we're working on this this isn't something we just came up with today we've been working on this a year oh yeah, yeah. i heard about the penny sales tax that's what's a penny i might as well pay that and so i think it's just keeping it front of mind and top of page. i think we need it i'll go ahead and say i myself not bungalore think it's a great idea oh i do too no i do too mr rogers passed away (laughs) several years ago his uh birthday's coming up which means ron's college is back to remind us that they own all things mr rogers (laughs) and there will be a mr rogers don't own me brendan i hosted a mr rogers special on wcf if there ever was another mr rogers john it's you you are Mr. Rogers. I have heard this. If you want to go on a free tour of Mr. Rogers memorabilia, you can do so uh, starting on the 3rd of March. I heard that during during my scenic boat tour where we went around the lakes and we were by Rollins, the, the tour guide said that Rollins College has, uh, they're going to put a statue of Mr. Rogers yeah. at Rollins. Yeah. A bronze statue. I hope so. it's good. 
<laughs> you don't want a bad-looking bronze statue. That's right. Right? And it's got to have a bow tie. And will he have a little puppet on his hand, too? Maybe. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got we to give uh, Sarah some time to say our events. Okay. Before we go, though, I need okay. to say this is straight out of Orlando Health. They are not treating anybody with coronavirus. They have had no confirmed coronavirus moments. Nobody has had it when they came in. Uh, they really want all of these. They're partnering friends in the media to spread that word. Do not be afraid of Orlando Health right now. Okay. Yeah. Let's bring it to Sarah. Hey there, bungalowers. I'm Sarah, the intern, with another event roundup. Spirit Fest 2020 is a metaphysical and holistic fair. You'll find psychic readers, crystals, jewelry, and natural products. It's going on Saturday and Sunday at the National Guard Armory, and there's a $5 admission. Orlando Taco Festival is bringing over 25 restaurants and food trucks serving up their signature tacos. There'll be mechanical bull riding, lucha libre wrestling, and a tequila expo. This is Saturday and Sunday. It starts at 2 p.m. at the Drive Shack Lake Nona. Kite Day Festival. Kids build their own free kite, then enjoy a picnic lunch for a windy day of flying kites. This is Saturday from 10 to 2 at the Avalon Park Foundation Flagpole Lot. Brew Cycle Leap beer ride pedal along orlando's urban trail to three different breweries on a guided historic tour this is saturday from two to five you can rsvp for locations and tickets cost 45 dollars orlando city soccer first game block party this starts saturday at 4 p.m this is a post game block party at wall street plaza Audubon Park Lantern Jubilee, Saturday night from 6 to 8. Participants are encouraged to make lanterns out of reused or sustainable materials and walk the one and a half mile route with a lantern in hand to light up Audubon Park. Rockin' Robinson is here. This is Orlando-centric music festival happening in the Milk District. It starts at 2 p.m. on Saturday, and there's a $10 admission. And right after is Rockin' Robinson After Party at 10 p.m., located at the Nook on Robinson. This event is free, so if you miss the fest, you can still come out and have a great time if you're 21 and up. Community Sailing Day is March 1st from 1 to 4. The Sailing Club of Central Florida will be hosting this at Lake Baldwin Park. Marvel Trivia Night, round up your team and join our glass brewing for some Marvel-themed trivia. This is Tuesday, March 3rd at 7 p.m. What's Up Downtown? Paramore, past, present, and future. This event will focus on African-American history and culture and how it shaped the neighborhood we know today. This is going on Thursday, March 5th at 8 a.m. UCF downtown campus. Postmodern Jukebox. You can join the most original cover band for a great Gatsby-style party featuring music from the 20s. This is happening Friday, March 6th at 8 p.m. at the Dr. Phillips Center for Performing Arts. Again, I'm Sarah the Intern, and if you are looking for more on what you can Orland do, check out bungalower.com events. 
Oh, that's Sarah. She's so good. She's great. She's want, so good. If you want to see some of the videos that she's doing, or if you want to see a video roundup of the events that she's talking about, just stay tuned to our Instagram at Orlando Bungalow. She's going to take over Bungalow one day. I hope she does, because I'm done. She's going to take over and fire you. <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you to White Wolf for hosting us for tonight's episode. I'm so full. I'm like real full yeah it was delicious Salmon i keep tartar that's the winner i think that's for today. your favorite yeah. i like the burger burger was delicious I did. those and the tobacco flatbread was good too oh yeah i'm basically just naming everything <laughs> <we just ate. laughs> uh tune in next week when we will be at hawkers that, in mills 50 that's true yeah where we're going to be recording at seven o'clock we actually planned ahead this week we did. thank this you is john such a rarity you did a great job if you want to join us or listen to us or throw stuff at us join us Thursday night at uh, Hawkers and Mills 50. Come check out White Wolf and get brunch.